not gonna I help at all. I saw slamming screen door, sneaking out late. What is that? I just, uh, it's Taylor Swift. I knew that. This noise. This beeping. You're gonna, this noise is gonna keep going. I don't. I think love so. it. Just I keep think it. It's gonna, keep it. This is. You know what? It's a beautiful day, and sometimes you're supposed to record a podcast in like a airtight, sound tight environment. But sometimes nope. you just want the breeze blowing on your face, and you want the the L.A. helicopters whizzing past the windows, and you yes. want the people moving into their apartments. Um, to, with their moving trucks to come backing in and beeping mm-hmm. all the time. I had there, I saw a, a TikTok um, of a. It was just a guy laying on a yoga mat, and you know, yoga with Adrian. He's the or she's incredible. Um, but the audio was a yoga with Adrian like YouTube, okay. where it was just like find your center, and it was great. And then it was me trying to do yoga in my LA apartment, and there's like gunshots and people screaming <laughs> outside and like beeping just like that. So. Yeah, you're very on brand. That's fine. I, I don't. It. I don't often get gunshots. I do have fireworks when the sun is still out, which is deeply upsetting. I think that might be what he was trying to go for. Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, because that I don't understand. I mean, if it's New Year's or if it's the Fourth of July or for like around those times, if there's a firework at like eight nine p.m., I get it. But a firework at five p.m. on a Wednesday, why does this keep happening? <laughs> I think when, when Universal starts doing fireworks again, I think I might be able to hear them from my apartment. Ooh. But we'll see. Universal Studios. Good yeah. morning, good afternoon, good <laughs> evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. If you listen very closely, my dog is very loudly slurping water right now, and I hope it's being picked up by the microphone. Wow. I'm your host. I think it is. I can hear yep. it pretty clear. Go. Who are you? I just want to see if you can hear it. Yes, I can hear. I'm going to have to cut this out. It's, it's pretty loud. No, it's funny. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. I'm Billy. Hey, who's that? I'm Dagny. Dagny, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. I'm, yeah. It's nice to see you. I, we're, we're dog sitting a very, very cute dog that I just basically all morning cuddled with, and he's so cute. And I'm trying to teach him downward facing dog, which our dog yes. in Texas knows how to do. And it's the cutest trick in the world. Uh, and I, he kind of did it this morning. So we have him for a week and I'm going to see if I can teach him a new trick. Nice. Yeah, you'll figure it out. He'll learn yeah. it. Cool. He's so cute. You want to just hop yeah. right into this? You want to just talk about some pop culture up on this shizo? Shizo. Stop yeah. letting me talk. Okay, I'll start. I have <laughs> a few things that I watched this week. Well, two of them were just last night and you've seen both of them. Okay. Uh, but mostly... Uh, well, I have to mention I'm back on my depressing bullshit and I caught up on Handmaid's Tale this week. I was going to ask it's if you were still so... watching it. Oh, yeah. I stick with every show, Billy. That's true. You know I this. Never give anything um, it's still, it's great. It's, I'm, ugh, is it? I don't know. It, it's sad. <laughs> and is it good or is other, it sad? <laughs> I mean, every season ha- I've been on board watching, it was Brie Boland who brought in, um, uh, the sweetest oh my God. thing what, what, on her episode. Sweetest thing on her episode. Yes, we uh, that was our show, and we still text each other now after every episode. <laughs> but because the book has ended, it's just like I, I'm very I can't spoil too much because it is like currently airing. But it's how many times can we watch her escape and then get caught again and then escape and then get caught again? <laughs> and I, it feels like they can't do another season after this. It has to be wrapping up soon. But yeah, it's it's sad, but I do enjoy it, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's an unhealthy balance that I can't stop watching it, but also it, it's very upsetting. I mean, that's it's nice. a show that I only watch like one episode a day. Oh yeah, 
No, there's tons. Of, I mean, I love I love um, European serial killer procedurals um, yes. that are incredibly dark and upsetting. And there's quite a few where I took like months in between seasons. Like the, yeah. the one with um, Gillian Jacobs and what's his name from Fifty Shades of Grey and Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. He's she's the detective and it's in Northern Ireland ah. and I can't remember the name of the show. But I watched the first season, took a long gap, watched the second season and I have yet to watch the final season. Just because I'm like, okay, <laughs> who buddy? Well, luckily Handmaid's Tale airs weekly. So I didn't. I mean, to catch up, I watched three three days in a row, and then I waited for the next week to watch the next one. Um, so now I'm at the point where I can watch it weekly, and I have six days to recover before before I watch the other one. But my other two things that I wanted to talk about really briefly are a little more lighthearted. Well, one of them, not as much. I watched two movies last night, two musicals. Um, the first one was West Side Story, because oh. my boyfriend had never seen it. And so we were like, let's take almost three hours and watch West Side Story. You gotta do it. Um, mostly because the new one is coming out and I was like, I want you to watch the original before we see the new one. I also, I um, think it's, it's, this is maybe just me like comparing apples and oranges, but I love that we have the, the new Spielberg West Side Story trailer alongside the, um, In the Heights trailers. In the Heights, yeah. And it's like, hey, I think, I think maybe what a modern movie musical looks like is this Spielberg. Sorry, I don't want to like, <laughs> we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I'm curious. I but also the trailer for the new essay story really just feels very similar to what the original. It doesn't like, look I like a new interpretation, does it? It looks literally but like I'm a remake. Yeah, but. I'm really fine with that because the first one, I it's it has its, I guess, not so great. Like it's aged fine, but obviously we have way more technology now to make it even better. But. Um, yeah, I would be fine with keeping it the same. John was saying that they need to keep a snap count and uh, <laughs> there should be an article if they're like Steven Spielberg didn't have enough snapping because there's so much. It's not just, it's, I didn't, I've never noticed it. It's not just in the songs. It's like one of the jets is trying to get someone's attention and they snap. Like it's throughout the whole movie, a lot of snapping. I love, I love it. it. Uh, yeah, but there better be just as much snapping in the new one or I'll be very, very disappointed. <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing to have a nice happy and uh, uh, double feature. Does what's, does what's the story not have a happy ending? No, spoiler. <laughs> uh, don't tell anybody how it ends. You would uh, never know. Never, it's just um, what it's just Romeo but, and Juliet, which is also uh, famously a barrel of laughs. Yes, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, John's been singing America today though because it's the best it's, part of the movie. Yes, it is. Rita Moreno steals that movie. She's so Rita bad. Moreno steals everything uh, she's in because she's Rita Moreno and she's amazing. Yes. Speaking of Rita Moreno, she rolls over into the next movie we watched, which was Singing in the Rain. I didn't even realize she was in it. Um, and I was like, oh, wait, we just watched you and now you're 10 years younger in this. And she's so, so she plays Zelda, which is the um, they're like, do you know who I'm talking yes. about in the movie? OK, great. You looked confused. Well, she's the she's the lot of she's kids. the hold on. No, I'm mix, mixing her up with this is so terrible. Look at this movie's ancient and i should know this i I'm, i've memorized this movie as <laughs> she a doesn't child. have she doesn't have a lot it's after Does she the have lines? beautiful girl yes uh that song yeah and the uh head of the um production company comes up in, of monumental pictures and he's like uh he's like we could hire her for zelda's kid sister and she's sitting that's right, right yeah it's she doesn't have a huge role but she's she's in it and i was like oh this is yeah cool. that's this baby rita moreno that's great. i was thinking of completely different for a second i was like is she sid charisse no because sid charisse is sid charisse 
Um, no. That's that's <laughs> one of my favorite sequences in Singing in the Rain, though, is the Sid Charisse oh, good. dream sequence. I love Singing mm-hmm. in the Rain. Everyone watch Singing in the Rain. Debbie Reynolds, Gene Kelly. Every song is slapped. If you, so if you like Gene Kelly and Xanadu, have I got another film for you. <laughs> Oh, well, Dagny, I'm going to be really quick on this because I was actually going to wait until I finished this series to talk about it. And you know what? I'm not. I'm more than halfway through it. I really like it. Um, um, I am finally watching one of the most influential anime series of all time. I am... Inuyasha? (laughs) No, even more influential (laughs) and not just to our childhood. No, I'm over 20 years late. I'm watching Cowboy Bebop and it's great. You don't know anything about Cowboy Bebop? It sounds familiar, but I have not so watched it. So it first aired what, in 1998, it and it's a it's a, an anime that was an anime first. There was no manga to go with it. It was, like, developed to be oh. this show. It's only 24 Fun. episodes and also one feature film, which I, I will also eventually watch. And it's um, 2073, I think. It's the future. Um, oh, great. Uh, honestly, it kind of, in a some, some weird way, has a little... No, not really. I was going to compare it to Firefly, but that doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem accurate. Um, but basically the Bebop is the main character's ship. There's two main characters, Jet and Spike. Um, Spike is a bounty hunter. Mm. Um, and bounty hunters are sometimes called cowboys in this universe. So that's where the term cowboy Bebop comes from. And it's him kind of building a crew of like misfits kind of on accident. He get one of the crew members is a Corgi. Like that was used for like, um, like experimentation. And they rescued this Corgi from a lab. Um, but one of the things that's, it's very gorgeous. It's really well animated. You know how we don't animate shows anymore like that. It's hand-drawn. It's 1998. And the de- level of detail is okay. incredible. Um, but the other thing is the soundtrack is fantastic. All of the action sequences have music put over them that kind of like elevates the mood. So if it's, and so there's a lot of like bluegrass country Western or like oh. banjo music when they're walking around on planets. A lot of the space battles with the okay. ships is like freeform jazz. That's fun. <laughs> it's really oh, cool. Um, there's there's a whole episode where one of the a character just for an episode she's like a long haul trucker, <laughs> but her truck in quotes is this massive spaceship where it's just her alone, and then it's all cargo oh, she's yeah. towing between planets. And she gets into a chase to help out our heroes, and she turns on her music, and it's death metal. And so there's like a just for one episode there's like a death metal That's space great. sequence. Um, but Netflix is adapting it finally to a live action series um, with handsome man John Cho playing Spike. That's great. He's going to be the lead. Um, the casting is really cool. And actually, Cowboy Bebop should have aired already, except I don't know what happened, but something on set, John Cho injured his spine and they had to hold the show for six months and then COVID happened. Oh. So um, the whole show got pushed back like a year and a half or two years. He's okay. He's back. But like a spine injury on set, yikes. But Keep an eye out for live action Cowboy Bebop. And if you want to watch anime Cowboy Bebop, it's on Hulu for free. They have it in Japanese with subtitles or they have it in English. And the English voice acting is very good. That's kind of hit or miss with anime. So I've been watching it in English because the voice actors don't drive me nuts, which is great. It sounds like a nice chill anime to watch. I don't know if it is chill. Well, it's just, it's good world building. It's good character development. And it's just, it's, it's nice watching a nineties anime that that much level of detail and love went into hand drawing every frame. Um, Even if sometimes the extra work is just to make the female characters boobs jiggle in an unnatural way. You're like, at least they put the effort in. Sounds, sounds, sounds good. (laughs) Well, Dagny, do you want to bring in our guest? Should we break, yeah, get this party started? Yeah, you go ahead started? and bring him in. 
I will, because he's a dear yeah. friend of mine. He's a stand-up comedian and uh, a coronavirus Zoom comedy producer. Oh. That's right. Producer credit. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. It's Mr. Will Melendez. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. How are I'm you doing good, today? I'm good. Happy Sunday. I have my coffee. I'm very excited to talk about our pop culture topic for the day. It's so good to see your face and finally yeah, able to see so your excited. sister. Um, so I love yeah. that you guys are doing this. I know. Well, this is what's... This, a year in lockdown is bananas because Dagny has seen you do stand up before, but it was probably just like, hi, hello. And then we go. And then we haven't, I haven't seen you, Will, in person in 15 yes. years, <laughs> which is bananas. That's crazy. We've seen each other over Zoom. Oh, buddies. <laughs> yeah. Many yep. times. Just you Zoom. It's wild. Onto your computer. But yes, I'm, I'm very much for this. Honestly, I push, I push yeah. this. I can't wait out. for this to be over so that I can come over to your place and meet your dogs and actually meet Karen from finance in person because she's been Karen right here, right here behind me backdrop for this entire pandemic. And I just feel like she's her own character. So yeah. Well, she's, she's still on current. She's on the current first season of RuPaul's Drag Race down under. So she's crushing it, even though I have mixed feelings about, down under. At the oh, okay. Because we're two episodes in, and I feel like the wrong queen has gone home two episodes in a row. But I I'll, get believe, over it. I'll just get real over quick. It. No, you won't. I, you won't get over I it. just realized <laughs> you said they did Snatch Game second episode. They did Snatch Game episode two with nine That's queens. Wild. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just they were like I think they were trying to shake oh, it up, but it just it was they were all still not really used to being in the competition yeah. yet, and then. My spoiler alert, my favorite queen in Australia, the queen who I thought was going to go all the way. <gasps> okay, I was about to be like, you're going to need to bleep the name if you. Oh, you no I won't say it. Why I won't say, but she's here then. next to Karen from finance. Yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah, like, you know, RuPaul just has like a stranglehold on my eyeball. Oh my it's God, that would be problem. very upsetting. You know, <laughs> if let's say like Yara Sophia <laughs> ended up going home, like second episode of the third season, I just would have been like, that's it. They're racist Ugh. against Puerto Rican I'm out. Queens. I I'm love like, Yara oh, Sophia. God. <laughs> Bring her back for All Stars 6, 7, 8, whichever. I know she was in All Stars 1, but like, I, yeah. I just, I'm ready for some Puerto Rican Oh, so I, I, well, Will, it's not Yara Sophia, and I can't say anything. I'm going to zip my lips, but we do have a queen who has been on All Stars 1 making an appearance on All Stars 6. My friend, uh, which is very my exciting. Who worked it's, on the show and is friends with a lot of the queens and told me the entire cast of All Stars. I will not name him or the <laughs> queens that I know that I want. No spoilers. spoilers. We're also like, a, what, a week or two away from the cast now. So we'll get but it's a, Can I guess? You don't have to tell me. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, you can guess. I mean, I can tell you. I can tell you when we're done. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I can tell you a couple of them. I won't tell you all because I can't remember all of them. Yeah, I only know. I only know three. Three were spoiled for me, and I told Dagny, "Don't tell me the rest. I want to wait for the cast." Oh, and Dagny knows all. The whole she cast. knows all. Oh, of them. wow. Yeah, I can't remember every single one, uh, but it's That's it's gonna be according to my friend a pre like the it's there. The queens are all over the place. Um, it's very like. 
it's a very weird mixed group. Um, but apparently the drama is like the best of all of all stars. Um, I, and it's I think, great. well, cause it's going to be, it's, it's not on VH1. It's going to be on Paramount plus mm-hmm. home of Star Trek Dis- discovery and Dagny's old job. So you have to have Paramount plus to watch all stars six. And I think it's because they, they don't want to censor it. Oh, <laughs> God. I heard it's pretty good. Oh, God drama. damn it. I have to get another yeah. streaming service. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, but just think, if you get Paramount Plus, you'll have access to Star Trek, and Star Trek, Star Trek, and then a fourth Star Trek. <laughs> do they have Star Trek? Maybe. Maybe. They do. <laughs> a brand new one. Oh, and Billy watches all right, them I'll all. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm behind on Drag Race. I do, Race. I I do watch them all. <laughs> uh, I swear, we could it's probably talk fun. about Drag Race this entire time. Uh, at oh, some point, we will have shift. an episode that's shift. just <laughs> Drag Race hot takes. Um <laughs> It's Drag Race Hot. Yeah, because the world needs another Drag Race podcast. Yeah, yeah, there's not enough. All right. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Will, I know you were a little, you said you, you were excited to bring in your topic, and you were like, I hope no one else has brought it. I secretly hope someone has. This is only episode 24. I hope we don't have a crossover okay. yet, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> should, should I just tell you? Yeah. I mean, however you want to lead into or it, but we're ready. Like, we're excited. Well, I guess, no, no because like you sent me the note, it's like, okay... <laughs> Talk about something that people generally do not like, but like you love. So yes. one thing mm-hmm. that I super, super enjoyed and I absolutely loved was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I love you. Yes. Yes. I love the new Mortal Kombat movie. A lot of people were shitting on it. And I'm just like, what are you talking yeah. This is a cinematic masterpiece, so, okay? So This is um, this is perfect. Last yeah. last yeah. week or the week before? Last uh, two weeks ago, I talked at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode very briefly about the new Where one. So we had my fine. opinions on it. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll over the next however long, uh you should convince Billy. I need to watch it still, but you need to convince Billy why it's great. I'm sure I did. I did describe played. it as just yeah, fine. Just well, fine. I, I want you to plead your case on why why you love it so much. Oh, absolutely, sure. Um, first of all, oh my <laughs> god, they actually cast Asian people to play Asian characters. Oh <laughs> what that is true. That idea. is true. Raiden is okay. white in this one. Oh, Johnny Cage isn't I completely blocked out. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, wow, they actually did, you know, did it, it, it did it, its service, yeah. you know? Because, like, growing mm-hmm. up on the video game, mind you, the video games came out when I was, like, 13, 14 years old. And this is in the 90s, where the graphics yes. were, like, 16-bit. Okay, this was Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, you know, the mm-hmm. the the ability for them to get real-life graphics where they were able to simulate actual human bodies at that time was like mm-hmm. very groundbreaking because the closest thing I think was yes. Street Fighter in terms of a fighting game. So for them to be able to like actually get a simulation of people looking like humans, I think was a big deal. And for them to like have the gore angle on top of that, it was like the the Mortal Kombat <laughs> phenomenon was insane. Like we had my brother and I had to sneak in the video game 
because even though my parents were like knew that we were into horror, like they were still very religious. They were Pentecostal. My parents were pastors. They didn't were not into oh us like playing video games where you know people were ripping spines off of each other. Meanwhile, my brother and I are like, oh my god, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing ever. So when the original movie came out in 1995, we were like, wait, what? Raiden is white? Like, what are you doing? I mean, we still watched it anyway. So <laughs> I've blocked that out. <laughs> I watched it. It's not, it's not just that Raiden... It's not just that Raiden is white. Hold oh. on, who's the actor who plays Raiden? Because oh. it's a choice. Oh, yeah. I think it was Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert? I think so. Yes, Christopher... <laughs> yes, who is just... So white. Uh-huh. He's in Highlander. He's in Beowulf. All of these like European and, and Johnny Cage uh, is played by Lyndon Ashby. You know who Lyndon Ashby is? He was in Melrose Place for two seasons. Literally, Melrose Place was the hottest <laughs> thing at the time. So they're like, let's just pick somebody from Melrose Place. That'll get people excited. Like, mind you, I love Melrose Place. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. Okay. Like, love that show. <laughs> love growing up, like, Melrose Place, you know, whenever, she went, because she didn't get her man. Like, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Melrose Place. But, like, don't pick, like, the random guy from two seasons of Melrose Place to play a primary character of Mortal Kombat, okay? Like, just don't do that. So, Will, I have to take a moment mm-hmm. to talk about my favorite weird Johnny Cage trivia. Oh, please do. So... <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 came out in 1992, and Street Fighter 2, which is, like, Street Fighter 1 exists, Street Fighter 2 is, like, the revolutionary impact, that was 1991, so, right, so, Ed Boon and the other guy, the people who created Mortal Kombat, were actually working on a movie, or it's not a movie, on a video game tie-in for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which is why in all of the games, Johnny Cage has all these moves where he drops into the splits Uh because that's what Jean-Claude Van Damme does. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme dropped out. (laughs) So they they kept all the characters they were making and they just turned the Jean-Claude Van Damme character into the movie star character. And they named him after a famous movie star at the time, Nicolas Cage. So they named him Johnny Cage. Then (laughs) when they made the movie... They actually tried to get Jean-Claude Van Damme to do the movie. He didn't do it. Then they tried to get Nicolas Cage to do the movie. And he he didn't he did couldn't do it either for whatever reason, even though he wanted to. Um I would love it's to also see kind of a reference Nicolas to Luke Cage, Cage in the Marvel comics, but then just to make it full circle to make uh-huh. it weirder, Nicolas Cage is a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. Um he loves Luke Cage, but he also loves the video games. I think he has a son named oh, Johnny. Shut the fuck really? Up. I might be like he I think he named his son Johnny Cage. That's of course. Cute. I might be crazy. That's what celebrities do. They name their things after yeah. random things like Apple or <laughs> Well, in a in a well. way <laughs> in a way um it's like he basically there was like something where he like named his son after a video game character that was based on him in some way. It's like the weird circular. <laughs> but great. yeah, the, the whole history of Johnny Cage is is insane. But yeah, it was because the game started as a Jean-Claude Van Damme fighting game <laughs> and that became Johnny Cage and then they just expanded the yeah. roster for And fun. I would have been okay with that because I had a huge crush on Jean-Claude Van Damme growing up, okay? Kickboxer, <laughs> I get it. Okay, what's the, there's this horrible one where there was like yes, blood oh, sport. Like, uh just I thought he was just absolutely gross. I mean, uh, gorgeous. Now he's not so, mm, mm, not so, not so. I don't, I don't know. He had that show on on 
Showtime? He had his own show for a little bit that was pretty good, where he's like playing himself. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He, I mean, he just, he could have aged a little bit better, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like he did a little too much with his face and it makes him look older. So that's all. Uh, okay. That's all. I'll get that. Yeah. I can get that's, behind that. As long as he can still do the splits, I'll be oh, impressed. Yes. Though, you know? Do the splits and punch Goro's, Goro's balls. Like, absolutely. That was... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I don't know how much of this Dagny remembers. So Mortal Kombat 1, 1992, and then the, I think the big one was Mortal Kombat 3 when that game came out and the movie around the same time. And there was a whole lot of video game panic in the country at the time entirely because of mortal Kombat and doom which is hilarious and it was one of the games dagny and i were not allowed to play mm. was like you don't get to play mortal Kombat. so i it was like we had to sneak people like <laughs> friends of ours would have birthday parties play at the yes. arcade game <laughs> they had it at the skating rink or at putt putt golf or at main golf. event another another kid would have a birthday party and we'd sneak away to play mortal Kombat on the arcade yeah. oh my God. and then be traumatized when our character gets thrown off the edge and impaled on the spikes and it was like maybe mom was right I did, I did have a couple like i did genuinely have nightmares uh for a while as a kid of the thrown on the spikes because that was real scary but i'm other than that i told billy already on the last episode when we briefly talked about this that i'm better at mortal Kombat than he is i'm just very good at fighting Probably. games um not that great at a lot of other games, but fighting games, because it's mostly just like button mashing. And I was Same, like, okay, Daddy, I can do that. I'm like, I, I destroy you. You're both playing you fighting games. You a bunch of buttons and you kick ass. <laughs> yeah, like I have friends who are incredible, like first person shooters, and like, and like Billy can play Overwatch for days and murder everyone. But come to like Soul Calibur or Mortal Kombat or Dead mm-hmm. or Alive, and I can beat the shit out of people like i win all the time it's incredible it's so fun uh but yeah I'm which actually, character i don't think i've seen any of the movies though i'm trying to remember what are one of the girls is usually what i would play as i can't remember all their names we're in though. mortal Kombat. yeah what are their names I mean, katana, there's katana Nina. she's got the fans i like sonia blade who i love sonia who um is like the blonde military mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. um who's got the I'm daggers i like jade Jade was but I haven't played, so I played Mortal Kombat 10. It's the only one I own. I want to get Mortal Kombat 11 because it looks fun. But yeah, we talk about like being traumatized by the spikes, and now I get on YouTube and I watch fatality compilation videos. I'm like, let me see every fatality in the game. <laughs> What's that? You rip their spine out and then use their skull as a mallet? Hilarious. Keep it up. Giggling. You, um, my favorite fatality in Mortal Kombat 10 is Cassie Cage, who is the daughter of Luke Cage and Sonya Blade. Oh, I love um, it. Is chewing bubblegum. Yeah, she's the best character. Uh-huh. She's chewing bubble gum, and she shoot. She pulls out her gun, and she shoots. I'm sorry to everyone listening. This is going to be very graphic. <laughs> she shoots the enemy combatant in both knees. They fall on their knees, and then they're like, Argh! and then she shoots them in the forehead, and then they fall back, and then she takes the bubble gum out of her mouth, and she puts it on the bullet hole on their forehead, and then the bubble gum fills up with blood and pops like chewing gum. Oh my god. It's hilarious. Cassie Cage. Yeah. Finish him with bubble gum. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send it to you later. It's amazing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Mortal Kombat 10, they jumped like 20 years, and so Luke Luke Cage, Johnny Cage became kind of like an aging mid fifties action star trying to rekindle his career mm-hmm. with action movies. <laughs> and which is a great choice for him. Him and Sonya Blade are divorced 
and Cassie Cage is queen of the game as far as I'm concerned oh at that God. point. It's very cool. So so Johnny Cage tried to become Liam Neeson, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. That is literally <laughs> the joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got, so yeah, so like, you know how he has his famous fatality where he does like an uppercut and he punches the guy's head mm-hmm. off? In the new one, he's it's like he's older, so he does it and he like breaks the guy's jaw and he's like, What? And then like he looks to the camera, he's like, Who hired this guy? <laughs> punches him again and like his his heck wobbles, but it doesn't come all the way off. And he's like, Oh my god, like the boom mic comes in. There's like PAs trying to like calm him down. Oh and then my he like god. the third time he gets it. I love that. Because that's exactly what happened <laughs> okay, in the first movie. It. Where he's just like, yes. What? <laughs> like, who hired this guy? Like, huh? Um, um, no, Melina is who I like to play as with the like the purple mask, and then she has the teeth that like go all yes. the way up her cheeks. Yeah, I thought she was pretty badass and terrifying. But I like to play as her Melina, she has the two like short like daggers, the, little short yes. swords. Yeah, she's cool. But the, yeah, I was like, who is Melina's in the new movie? Is she she's really? In, she's in Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one. She have like the purplish pink mask. <laughs> I don't think she has the mask no. at all. Oh dang. No. She's just teeth uh-huh. out. Yeah. Oh. They didn't really She's do embraced a lot it now. With the She's not covering it up. Nation or outfit choices other oh. than I think Scorpion and uh Sub-Zero. Like there I feel like okay. they were a little bit more close to the outfits. Other than that, I think they they kind of yeah. Oh wait, no, in Kung Lao, I would say Kung Lao was pretty specific um I yeah kung lao is, like is, that, is pretty close to they, video game accurate mm-hmm. uh i mean i need to watch it but i like that they um like made their own thing like they didn't copy just the video game i like that they branched out a little bit and eh, there's it. a lot of copying oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um but one of my favorite things about the movie was the fact that everyone is hot in this movie like i wanted to have sex with every <laughs> character in this movie even the women i would be like yeah if you came along and you're like let's have sex like you'll be able to have sex with kong lao if you have sex with me i'm like okay i mean i don't know what i'm doing you'll have to direct me but okay sure so um of all the men i would say kong lao's character i thought was like marry me max wong like you're beautiful you're gorgeous and spoiler alert he ends up dying in the movie um and i was devastated to be fair Kung Lao is is the sacrificial lamb in like seven different Mortal Kombat games. They just, he always is getting killed. Oh my God. Yeah, just to make Liu Kang upset. Because they decided somewhere along the line, some dummy decided that Liu Kang was cooler than Kung Lao. And Liu Kang just has fire fists and a dragon. Kung Lao has a hat with a blade on it and cuts people in half. That is so much cooler. Yeah, I think I think you and Will though. I think you and I like Kung Lao though because he's like the definition of camp. He's like the camp. Totally, <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, yeah I, I'm like, I'd much rather see somebody with a hat that makes them look even hotter than they are, and it's their weapon. Like, of course, like Kung Lao is <laughs> like everything's all like pure and spiritual. I'm like, I get that, but like Kung Lao is kind of like the bad boy of the two, and you know, I kind of like a bad. boy. So. He's all job 2.0 from Goldfinger. <laughs> Which, I mean, just the idea that it's like it's like, what's your special power? And it's like, well, I can take off my hat and fling it at you and decapitate you with it, and then it comes back to me like Captain America's shield. It never cuts me, and then I put it back on, and he always puts it back on with a flourish, uh-huh. like swing. Yes, yes. Absolutely. He knows what he's doing. He's doing full on performance art all the time. He yeah. gets it. He's in. He's I don't know how here. many panty drop uh, movies oh, he had in the movie, but there were a lot. 
<laughs> oh, so wait, sorry. I'm looking at the cast. So uh, Sub-Zero is um, Jaka from The Raid, right? Yes. Oh, he's yes. so good. I need to just watch it just for his fighting. And, and, and so Sub-Zero <laughs> in this movie, Sub-Zero is basically the main villain. They're going back to original Mortal Kombat where Sub-Zero was a bad guy. And uh, uh, he's like the driving antagonist of the whole film. Nice. Um, he shows up at the very beginning to murder a bunch of people. And then every time he shows up in the movie, it's like, someone's going to die. It's very cool. And he gets, he gets to fight, I assume, unlike when they put... Ray, when they put him the in, Star Wars, in Star Wars, he didn't and do anything. They yes, didn't fight. He, he gets three solid fights. Incredible! In this Already, I appreciate that more than Star Wars. Uh-huh. Mortal Kombat, hot take right now, better than Force Awakens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know I that for sure, but that, like, that alone that they let him fight, great. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, uh, what? Sorry, I, I interrupted like, you. Will what were you saying? What? No, we're just interrupting each other because we're recording long distance. This is hilarious. This is just happens all the time. Goodwill, go ahead. Or now you're like, what I loved about this one is like in the first Mortal Kombat movie, like Sub Zero and Scorpion, like didn't they didn't even have speaking roles other than the "Come over here" and they were just like Shang Tsung's yeah. little minions. But in this one, they mm-hmm. actually have this like multi generational rivalry that spans both like the Earth world and the underworld or am i mixing my movies um i don't know what you call the other world the the, the other realm yes exactly Mm -hmm. and like their lineage even has like some rivalry against each other and then their scorpion's able to exact revenge through the underworld through his lineage and i just like the story behind it a lot more and the character development was way better than them being just shang sung's minions so I just thought that yes. that was a much better story. Some people were like, oh my God, the writing. I was like, yeah, the, some of the writing was a little lame, but I like lame. Sometimes you need lame. Sometimes lame is the right entertainment that yeah. you need, okay? And that's what they, yes. Ariel gave me lame in the right places where I was like, oh, my 13-year-old child, my 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 closeted <laughs> little gay boy self at 13 was very pleased with the lame because it brought me back to the video game yes. era. Like, I don't need things to be like, well thought out all the time i i yeah i like yeah. things to be stupid sometimes, sometimes just too, nonsensical so. fun yeah I, I i made a i think that i made a reference to this before but in the first half of the movie basically every also every fight in this movie can be described like it's a video game fight like there's there's kano versus sonya blade there's kano versus lizard there's scorpion versus sub-zero there's mm-hmm. kung lao versus melina mm-hmm. um and early on there is a kano versus reptile i said lizard Kano versus Reptile fight. <laughs> and it ends, spoiler alert, Kano wins because he's the main character. And mm-hmm. after he does a, basically does a fatality, I think he rips the Reptile's heart out and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost looks, I swear, it's like he, if he looked any closer to the lens, he would be staring down the camera and he goes, <laughs> Kano wins. <laughs> and it's like things like that. Where I'm like, I'm every, this movie's fine. I'm 100% on board because that was unbelievably stupid. And I mentioned this before too. I wonder if Will, if you caught this, right? After it's so entertaining. I I I wanted to not stop watching. Mm -hmm. After Kung Lao does his fatality and slices that minion in half, he like rips her down the center. He puts his hat back on and goes, "Flawless victory," which is hilarious. But um, also in the game, 
hot. It's very hot. But also in the games, you only get a flawless victory if you defeat your opponent and you still have a full health bar. And in that fight, he took a couple punches. So I don't feel like it was actually a flawless victory. Mm, Just saying. He, his health bar would have been a little bit dinged off, but mm. it was still a very good fight. It was it very was. sexy. It was. By the way, who was so that, that 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 flying character? Who was that bitch? Literally, they were like, we don't want to put another Mortal Kombat character in this scene just to kill them off because we need to save them for the sequels. So they just invented Flying Lady to be <laughs> no power, have no lines of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, she just has wings. Yeah, I'm looking in the cast. It says her name is Nitara. I'm utterly convinced she was created for this. And they they were like, well, we already killed off Reptile, but we could, like, clone him to bring him back in the sequel. Hmm. But if we, like, murder, if we have, like, Katana be here, we can't kill off Katana, because yeah. then that's the next movie. Mm-hmm. So we're going to invent someone to violently murder on camera. Just a sacrificial just to, like, character. Yes. <laughs> and Shang Tsung was oh, convinced well. that little flying fairy... Like, she was it. She's like, oh, I'm gonna unleash my little dragon fairy. She's gonna, like, rain hellfire in all you hoes. And it's over, yes. you know? Like, we win Mortal Kombat. Kong Lao was like, this bitch? Really? You think that she's gonna create damage? She flies. That's all she does. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. You just you just said something, Will, that I actually want to point out, because this is something I realized after the movie was over, is is uh, I think all of my like writing problems with this movie can be summed up with this is this is so clearly supposed to be episode one in a trilogy. Yeah. Um like it's written it's written like the sequel already exists, which mm-hmm. is a huge risk because I it didn't click for me until after I finished it that in the whole the whole movie, Raiden, good guy, Shang Tsung, bad guy are both like and then there's going to be a tournament where all of the realms fight. And if Earthrealm loses again, then I can invade Earthrealm. Shang Tsung wants to invade Earth. Mm. But they have to lose this tournament. And the tournament is how we decide this. And so we get our heroes together to train for the tournament. And then Shang Tsung attacks them while they're training. And then there's a big fight and they beat Shang Tsung. And then there's the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, which is like the climax of the movie. And then it's like the movie's over. And I'm like, the tournament never happened. And that was a weird mm. choice because mm-hmm. I didn't realize till later I was like, oh, they were just like training for the tournament that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Is the tournament the second movie? Is the tournament the third movie? Like, what are when are we actually going to see Mortal Kombat? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It was a good choice. choice because I was so distracted by all of the hot men in the movie that I was like, drag it out, honey. <laughs> Drag it out if yep. you want. Give us okay? two more. Because I'm entertained and I'm invested in these characters. I I, I want to see what happens. Um, Speaking of, of, can we talk about, when, even though he was a little baby-faced boy, mm-hmm. when Liu Kang took his, his robe off and he was shirtless and he looked like an 80s comic book character, like his yeah. muscles were just like stacked on... St- I was like, where did this come oh from? Oh, yeah. um, but I... I looked up, um, so that actor and the actor who plays Kung Lao are both on or were on the Jackie Chan fight team in China. Like, Ooh. that's how they got their start. They trained at that school, which is an incredible martial arts stuntman school. Oh, um, yeah. And now they're both in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so I think that's why it's like, this is what they do. This is what they've been doing for a long time is martial arts for the camera, which is very Damn. important. They did a fantastic job. Because I was glued yes. to the television 
and I've watched the movie four times already. So <laughs> you yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched so- it. I enjoyed. And then, like, when I'm folding laundry, I'm like, I'll just put it on in the background. It's a good, like, oh, I just need something in the background while I do other shit so I have noise and I can just, yeah. like, watch something just entertaining. And it's violence. like, oh, there's Kung Lao, my boyfriend. <laughs> Yay, hi. Don't die in this time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's um, my, I think this it's my is... background movie. Oh, sorry. That's very funny. I love that people are like, I throw on The Office in the background, and you're like, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, Billy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is like the newest movie that someone's brought in, where like most people have brought in either shows or something that they grew up with mostly in their childhood, and they like reminisced more on it. I think you're the first person to bring something that like came out within the last month. Taylor and got close because he did. He brought in oh. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then he talked about Godzilla versus Kong. But True. yeah, 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 this is very, this, very recent. Yeah, very recent. But I guess also, so you also loved this as a kid, though. So it wasn't just this movie. You, it is also like because you, you grew up with it. That's part of the reason you loved it so yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, like it, it just when Mortal Kombat came out, like it was just so groundbreaking. It was such a phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know. And um, mm-hmm. it was also so controversial. And that's when, you know, a lot of, Huge like, really politically, like, people ended up talking about Mortal Kombat and, like, the dangers of video games. People even connected, like, video game yeah. violence to, like, child bad child behavior and all of that. Like, even churches talked mm-hmm. about, like, mm-hmm. don't you dare let Mortal Kombat into your home. Now, mind you, my parents weren't, like, were like, what, what? Mortal Kombat? Why is that in our home? But it's like, both my brother and I had straight A's like you know it's like this is not taking <laughs> us away from you know school or yeah, anything you can, um... we're like hey we go to church so you're gonna give us Mortal Kombat okay that was the deal so. <laughs> uh, but you can like, find you can find like testimony from the time of like Hillary Clinton trying to get censorship on video games at the time and it's like who buddy mm-hmm. this is why really? this oh, oh yeah Mortal Kombat and Doom were the big ones and you can actually look at the repercussions of that luckily in America we didn't we didn't get too bad with it but Australia has some of the strictest video game censorship laws on the planet oh, wow. and it's rough um like Dagny, when Left 4 Dead came out, they had to do an Australian version where there was no blood. And that's a game where all you do is shoot zombies. All oh you do God. is shoot zombies. Um, my favorite is in one of the South Park video games. In a couple of the graphic scenes in yeah. Australia, they just put an image of like a drawing of a koala. And it's like, due to your country's laws, we cannot show you these scenes. Here's a picture of a koala instead. <laughs> what? That is crazy. Especially yeah, because there's Australia, games that like, never get released. Yeah, they banned assault rifles in Australia. So you couldn't even if 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 video games are linked <laughs> to violence, you couldn't even do that in Australia because they don't have assault weapons. They have that ban. So if any country Well, and it's also like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's so weird how times have changed because like Doom and Mortal Kombat were the big they, our children are being corrupted by video games, it's gonna turn them all violent, they're all gonna be horrible people. And meanwhile, there was nothing on the news and nothing on at Washington, D.C. when uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. And there is a level where you play as an undercover um, CIA agent who's infiltrated a terrorist organization. And the level starts with you uh, walking into an airport and just shooting civilians waiting to get on airplanes as oh like part God. of you being in disguise. You just like 
kill a bunch of civilians and it's like <laughs> usa usa so no one knows about that but Mm-mm. you know oh my god American than that. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> uh, I played that one though a roommate in college had it so i played through i played through that one it was very cinematic call it duty mm-hmm. call it duty modern warfare the second <laughs> Wow. So, Will, I wanted to ask, because I have never seen any Mortal Kombat movie other than Mortal Kombat 2021. And I think it's wild that the first Mortal Kombat in 95 was rated PG-13. But how how do you feel this new one stacks up on the old ones? How do you feel they've improved? Do you feel there's stuff in the old ones that, that was missing that you think could would have helped this one a little bit? Even though I do like this one a lot. Um, well, the first one, there was really no character development. So I feel like... This one, you got to know the characters a lot better. Um, So Johnny Cage in the first one, he was just an action star. There was no, um, like, no indication that he had a family or a kid. In the 2021, like, you meet his wife, you meet his child. They actually- Oh, no, Will. So, so Cole, Cole Young is actually introduced as a new character in this movie because they didn't want to put Johnny Cage in it. He's going to go recruit Johnny Cage in the second one. He's oh. a different character. I thought he no, was. That's, it's a weird Cage. choice. He could have been. They could have just done that and it would have made more sense. But Look, no, he is a new, a new character. At the end, like, isn't there like a scene where he's like, oh, I'm going to Hollywood. And then like. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I. I see. So the implication is he's going to go become Johnny Cage. No, yes. no, he's going to go find Johnny Cage to recruit him to fight in the combat, in Mortal Kombat in the second one. So they'll have a new, there's like a whole debate now on who are they going to cast to be Johnny Cage. Oh. Who the fuck is Cole Young? Exactly. That's the <laughs> only complaint with this movie is he's really inconsequential. And I thought, and so not to get into the plot too much because it is a new movie, but I thought it was also kind of implied that he is Scorpion's descendant in this movie it's kind of implied and so i thought they were just going to be like well this scorpion is not human anymore so we'll get a new scorpion in cole young and instead they just like give him new powers and make him a new mortal Kombat character who's never appeared in the games before oh i did not get will is shook i mean i knew he was a descendant (laughs) scorpion but i thought he i was like oh they're like johnny cage is actually a descendant of scorpion so i thought that's what i thought so um, I honestly, that would be a, a, an interesting choice to be like he be, Johnny Cage is a stage name and he becomes Johnny Cage. Yeah. I really like that, but I, I think they're going to like keep Cole Young to be like the focal point for the audience, and then introduce uh-huh. Johnny Cage hmm. in the second one. Got it. Interesting. Wild. Yeah. See, and even though I didn't get that from the movie, I'm not mad at the movie <laughs> that I didn't get it because the like if I watched the sequel, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is an interesting story. It's just there was no story in the first one. But by the way, the first one, yes. Jack was in it for like two seconds at the beginning when he goes, Sonia, don't get on the boat. That's it. That's all. That's his one line. You know, like you see him kind of with his like you know arms, but like robot that's arms it. in the second one. <laughs> Like, there's a whole story behind Jax, you know, and he has, like, a redemption story, yeah. he loses arms, yeah. and he gets his, like, like itty-bitty little um, high school robot arms, like, um, and then, you know, there's the whole thing, and then in the second one, there's the Akana, the Akana, like, you have to earn your powers, then the first one, there weren't, yes. there were no powers, you know, so, I, I you know, it was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot better, and then, um, nice. also, like, it, 
you know, it made it seem like it was actually an Asian centric movie. Like the first one, it was mm-hmm. Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage, and Luke Kang. Those were the three primary characters. And it just, I don't know, it, I didn't feel like it was Asian enough, you know? Like watching Mortal yeah. Kombat, I felt it was pretty Asian, you know? So. And, um, and, and the, the games at this point, have I mean you've got like a roster of uh, I think like seventy three because it's it's fairly often that there's like a character you can play as in like Mortal Kombat eight who's like not in Mortal Kombat nine and then maybe they show yeah. back up in Mortal yeah. Kombat eleven so there's like seventy three characters to pick from and it's an incredibly diverse lineup so I do I do like that in this one it's they've got Jax they have Liu Kang and Kung Lao and Raiden um, uh, I think the only white people are Sonya Blade and Kano. I think so. Which is God intended. Yeah. (laughs) That's God intended. Yeah, because even Cole Young isn't white, which is a nice choice Um, to make the... Yeah. Um, um, But there's just a better story, better arc. Yeah, there were some lame lines, like Jack's... The lame lines are great, though. Huh? The lame lines are great. Sorry, what was the yeah, Jax yeah. line you were going to say, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Jax had a line like, yeah, these these motherfuckers work. Like, his arms, you know? And I was like, that's <laughs> lame. But you know what? Again, lame has a purpose, you know? there's a Sometimes you need lame to be like, oh, like my inner 13-year-old well, some- child is satisfied. Yay. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Sometimes you need the 13-year-old boy in your head to be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, it sounds uh, like there's sorry. a nice... Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly need to watch it. this now, but it sounds I, like there's... I'm going to go oh, watch yeah. it again. Surprise! Um, because now <laughs> I want to get... I want to understand Johnny Cage's like narrative or her story yeah it's it's like it's like a whole it's like an easter egg and i i think that is my that is kind of my only critique now that i'm even further removed from this movie is is um i cole young works as like the focal point for the audience but as soon as sonia blade is introduced she makes more sense as the main character of the movie like as soon as you meet her she's like okay here's what's going on. And and all of the other characters you met so far are like, okay, cool. So you're in charge now. And she's like, of course I am. And then, (laughs) um, she was the brainiac. She has the most interesting arc. Yeah. She does the Charlie from, uh, always sunny. She's got her board with all of her mortal Kombat (laughs) ribbons connected. And that, that's, I also love that too. That fucking board. And Dagny, it's not one board. It's like the whole wall. And then a second Mm -hmm. wall. It's like, it very, like very Charlie Day. Very it's Charlie like Charlie Day's character in Homeland. Like yeah. I'm not taking the doctor's <laughs> medication because I need to solve this case. <laughs> like, um, and the wall is just filled, filled with Mortal Kombat Easter eggs for the nerds in the audience. Oh, like, that's fun. Characters that aren't even in the movie are referenced in like her little cutouts. Like Kotal Khan is on the board. Um, uh, there was That's another fine. one, but yeah, they're all over the place where it's just like references. And so I think I understand why they wanted to like have a new character to introduce the work characters, the audience to the world of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you either could have put Johnny Cage in this movie and done something interesting with the character, or you could have just said Sonya Blade's the lead and Luke go through the lens like that because she she's um, she's the most interesting. Jax is interesting too. Um, uh, cause Jax is a, a main character in this one, but Sonya is really the driving force of the whole thing. And mm-hmm. you get to see the, uh, I really like, um, Jax and Sonya Blade's bromance they're, cause they're so yeah. often in these movies. They're like, as soon as there's two, uh, a man and a woman together, they're like, it has to be romantic. And, uh, mm-hmm. Sonya and Jax are just bros and they're bros in the games too. And I just like that about them, that they're like, yeah, hey, what's up? Let's go Sonya's kick ass together. Lesbian? 
Do we think Sonia's a lesbian? Sonia, she could be bisexual, but she does eventually, she does marry Johnny Cage, have a kid with him, and then divorce his ass. So I don't know if they'll ever, I don't know if they'll ever get that far with this iteration of the movies. But yeah, Cassie Cage is Sonya Blade's daughter in the games. Oh, nice. Um, And then Jax has a daughter too, eventually named Jackie, and she's great. I have one question before we like, wrap up on this i do they leave this on like a cliffhanger like we were for sure getting a sequel mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we're just okay, nodding okay. we're totally it's an audio thing yeah so so basically that that was that didn't click for me so they they'd have the final fight and then they you kind of realize oh the the, the tournament that will dis- decide the fate of earth mm-hmm. has not happened yet and so at the end of the okay. movie sonia blade and cole young are like we have to be prepared for this and Cole's like, yeah, I'm I'm on board. This is my this is what I do now as I defend Earth with my powers. And Got then he, there's like a poster for Johnny Cage in the gym he works at, and he's like, I'm going to Hollywood. The implication being Johnny Cage will be recruited in the next movie, or if you're will, the implication being Johnny Cage is his stage name, and he's been Johnny Cage the whole time. The whole time, the whole time I was thinking he's Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Will's just here to watch them fight he doesn't know the names (laughs) but no I mean but that is that is that sums up the problem with Cole Young uh, is that Mm -hmm. it's not super clear his his role in this universe and what he's supposed to be doing so it makes Mm -hmm. more sense to like make him Johnny Cage Um, but hey there'll be a sequel there will be I think they got greenlit I'm not sure but I think Mortal Kombat 2 is happening I mean I would be surprised if because we need we we, we need we more need gay them. icons, um, and and we need uh, 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 who's actually in the in the roster of Mortal Kombat. Will who would you say is a gay icon that needs to join the cast? I have mine. I know who it is. Oh, like an actual actor? No, no, no. Like, like a Mortal Kombat character. Actor? No, I wish. No, I mean a Mortal Kombat um. character from the games. I'm thinking of. Sindel, Sindel, who is Katana's mom, and she has long gray hair, and her hair comes alive, and she fights with it. And I her power Sindel. is screaming. She grabs people, mm-hmm. and she goes, ah! and she screams at them, and their skulls explode. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I love Sindel. I, like her. I need Sindel to come back, and then of course Katana. Um, I mean, who's great? Katana. I mean, who? I mean, it was Katana and Sub Zero were the two characters that I played the most. Um, in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what they do with uh, Katana. I can't wait to see her fan because if her fan is anything close to oh, yeah. um, Kung Lao's uh, hat, I'm, I'm all mm-hmm. in. And I cannot wait for her to just kill people with her fan. With, like, I just like love that. Katana. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Decapitate people with your fans made of blades. Yes. Oh, she's so cool. And we all know she's going to be what? gorgeous. I mean, obviously, the first Katana in the and, first movie was just stunning. And I just saw us um, um, uh, yet again. They can they don't have to cast all white people. So we'll see what happens with casting yeah. going forward. I think it's going to be very exciting. Yes. I better see a Latino character in there. OK. We've got some in the Hell Mortal yeah. Kombat roster. So just start adding people Yay. to the list. We're going to have the most diverse movie be Mortal Kombat. And I am so down. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, oh my so gosh fun. all right well do we have any last thoughts on mortal kombat i feel like we could probably talk about it for uh, a lot longer but 
we can do that afterward too. I um, actually, I yeah. actually have think. Any, or Will, do you have any like fun facts or anything you wanted to share about Mortal Kombat? It's okay if not. Um, fun fact. Um, oh, the original Sona Blade is Bridget Nielsen. No, Bridget Wilson. Wilson, and she's Pete Sampras's wife. The Pete Sampras is a very famous tennis player. He won Bill, uh, Wimbledon like gotcha. nine thousand times, and um, oh my and gosh! Yeah, so she ended up marrying a tennis star. So that's cool. Wow! That's, and she was the original Sonya Blade. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun. Yeah, that is a fun fact. I, I love it. Um, I did just as before we go, Will. I just googled it. You're right. There's no there's no Latin characters in Mortal Kombat. They gotta fix this. Let's email Ed Boon. We got this is upsetting. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's everybody sign a petition. Will is in the next Mortal Kombat film. No, no, no. Will he's gotta be in a game. He's gonna be a play Will is a playable character oh. in the game. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. We'll do that first. <laughs> I will play. No, and and I'll be do gay. Full motion and character. I'll have a crush on Cole mm. Young. And then he'll be like, oh, maybe I'm bisexual. I have a daughter. I'm like, leave her at home. It's fine. You know? So. <laughs> <laughs> he meets, he meets me in Hollywood. <laughs> I love this. We're writing this He's sequel. Like, That's <laughs> the HBO. Warner Brothers has contacted us. Screenplay written by. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. We just make the gayest oh Mortal Kombat of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Will, um, we've reached the end of the show, and we like to end the show with a little game we call What a Pitch. And What a Pitch, for anyone new to listening, is where our guest has Dagny and I pitch him a project. And that can be, it can be an object, it can be a movie, a TV show, a video game, a web series, a magazine, and then a genre. And Dagny and I will have to pitch the project. Danny, do you, I can't believe I don't remember. Do you remember who goes first? I truly never remember. I'm I know. almost certain it was me. So you yes, go first because this time? last week I left the room. Cool. We were recorded together. Yes, it's yes. All right, so, yeah, Will, are you ready? I, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, go for it. I'm muted. I can't Dagger, hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I would like for you to pitch me a a movie where uh, Reese Witherspoon ends up dying in the movie. Ends up dying? Dying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, honestly, my favorite thing Reese Witherspoon does is like uh, high class suburban mom shit, like Big Little Lies. So I would love like that kind of character again. Um, and it just becomes like a suburban murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, she dies pretty early on. And then we okay. have uh, like all of these moms rally together, like PTA moms. And like, we're going to figure out who killed Reese Witherspoon, who was like PTA president. Um, that's what I would love. And uh, I, I'll say it turns out to be one of the other moms. That's what I'm going to say is the, the killer is like one of the other moms who was like secretary of the PTA and wanted to become president. And the only other option or the only option she had was to kill Reese Witherspoon off to become president of the PA. Wow. I think that was 30 seconds. That was, that was mine. Uh, (laughs) You did good. Okay. I'm going to bring Billy back. That was a good, that was a fun prompt. I like that. I'm back. Yeah, Billy, I'm excited for you to do this. Okay. All right, Will, what you got for me? A movie where Reese Witherspoon dies in the movie. Reese Witherspoon's character dies in the movie. Does Reese Witherspoon have an Oscar? She doesn't. Yes, she does. She does. Yes, she does. She does. Yes. For, for Walk, Walk the Line. Walk the line. Yeah. All right, then mm-hmm. she... Okay, here we go. 
I have no idea. 30 seconds on the so clock. So Reese Witherspoon, honestly, maybe she's just, she she's having a bad day and she's like, you know what? I want another Oscar. And the best way to get an Oscar is to do something tragic. So she finds a book because she's going to produce it because she owns her own company. And she finds the most depressing story of a woman slowly dying of typhoid. It's time period. And she gets typhus and it's literally just an hour and a half of Reese Witherspoon slowly, horribly dying of typhus in time period and then it turns out at the end oh it was typhoid mary that got her sick and typhoid mary is played by meryl streep time (laughs) (laughs) she dies at the end obviously she dies but that's so tragic it's really sad that is really tragic that or we just remake seven and put her in um uh uh gwyneth paltrow's role (laughs) and then there we go what's in the box it's your head with her with her this is hard accent. i have a better idea already <laughs> this, too late my time's up this is hard you guys both did really great i would want to see um each of the movies honestly Ooh. i'm not gonna lie i'm yeah. honored I, um, so, well, I mean do you are you able to pick a winner what are you able to pick a winner i do you think actually, you is that even an option you can tie it it can be a tie it's a tie because i want to yes. see those movies <gasps> I think this yeah. is our second tie. So yeah, it's happened before. Yeah. Dagny, what was yours? Um, it was like Big Little Lies-esque where uh, you're going to listen back to this, but basically Reese Witherspoon um, is PTA president and it's a murder mystery and the moms of the PTA are all trying to figure it out. And it turns out it was like the secretary of PTA killed her because she wanted to become PTA president. I love that. But That's like a, I want to see that movie vibes. too. Controversial. Yeah. Here's If I wanted to absolutely win, here's the pitch I thought of after time was up. Um, <laughs> Legally Blonde 3, Elle Woods becomes president. Her, yeah. her her platform is so radical. She reshapes the country. Everything's better. But uh, the Trump supporters can't have it. And she's violently assassinated at a, a second <gasps> insurrection. They assassinate the president oh because she's God. too good at being president. And because and it's Elle Woods. It's Elle Woods. <gasps> what a God. twist. Oh I want to see God. that movie too. Honestly, I'll I just want her to produce Legally Blonde 3 and make it, which but I think will happen. Is, aren't they doing Legally Blonde 3? She has she has said it's in the cards. She has ba- because the, the she oh. felt the problem with Legally Blonde 2 was she didn't have any creative say over it and now if Legally Blonde 3 happens, she'll be like executive producing. She'll have so, complete okay. control. I'm very excited. Uh, mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Will, thanks for coming on Poptimist thanks today. Thanks for having yes. me. This was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I love do you, have... you did great. Do you have any... Oh, Billy, you want to say it together? Do you have anything, <laughs> you have anything you'd like, you would to, like to plug to or promote? Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm a stand-up <laughs> comedian. I co-host um, a monthly queer show on Zoom as, as of right now. <laughs> um, so if you want to go uh, follow our uh, Instagram page, it's Mitzvitz Comedy DTLA on Instagram. Um, you can follow me, Will Melendez, and my co-host, Jeremy Pace. Uh, and also I'll be performing at the, um, comedy chateau this come. Oh wait, when does this come out? <laughs> this will be Wednesday. You're listening on Wednesday, the 12th. <laughs> oh, okay. Per- perfect. So Wednesday, the 12th, when this comes out, <laughs> when you're listening to this, I'm out to the comedy show, to the comedy chateau tonight. I'll be, I'll be performing. <laughs> Amazing. So. Yes. But more will the tonight and go see him. <laughs> and Misfits Comedy is yeah. great. I've been on that show. It was a live show. It's now a zoom show. We hope it'll be a live show again, but it's, uh, it's a queer focused comedy show, which I have a soft spot in my heart for is fantastic. Hell yeah. Oh, thank you. Nice. We'll have you again. Um, 
we sadly the location where we had the show uh closed down sadly mm-hmm. um so we're looking for a new location mm-hmm. so hopefully we can figure that out soon yep fingers crossed yes we will Yes. Before we, we go, do an outro for us? well, we gotta oh, do an we'll outro, go but let's let's take thirty seconds to talk about Bright Live. Yes, you do it. You're better that, at describing things. So, um, <laughs> Bright Live is a new, basically a new Zoom platform that launched on May the fourth, where it was described to us as like think of MasterClass, where you can like watch videos with people teaching you things, but instead of it being it's videos, it's interactive. So um, you can take classes with Laura Dern or Amy Schumer or J Lo, which is very cool, or Billy and Dagny. Um, what we can do on the platform is we can do live shows. So eventually in the coming months, we will have Poptimist Live, where you, if you're a listener, want, you can tune in to the show, watch us on Zoom. But on top of that, you'll be able to interact with us while we're interviewing our guests or while we're talking. And you can be on the show as well, which I think will be very fun to do the show with an interactive audience while still being mm-hmm. socially distanced because we're not quite there yet. Even in LA, our indoor comedy venues have not reopened up yet. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, we'll get there soon. But Dagny and I are very excited, mostly because yes. when the website launched if you went down to the culture section we were in between amy schumer and laura dern and that is an honor in of itself um we've peaked we've peaked no we've just started climbing laura dern text me sometime and uh, (laughs) so check us out check us out on bribes bright support the website is just brightlive.com support the new platform and when we do have a live show Mm -hmm. we will let you know we hope you can attend uh to Um, find out about live shows follow our instagram this is only the third time i've plugged it in 23 episodes i'm bad about that uh it's just poptimist pod right i don't know i'm terrible you created it look up poptimist on instagram you'll find it it's poptimist pod Poptimus Pod. Great, great, great. Also, if you want to email us, it's poptimuspod at gmail.com. Um, but other than that, please rate, subscribe, uh, comment on the episode or any other episodes you listen to. Uh, say, Billy talks too much because he seems to think that he talks too much. Um, but any comment <laughs> is great. We would love it. Um, yeah, just say, we love Dagny. Billy's too talkative. Nice. That's my ideal comment. Um, great. But I think that's all. So everybody say goodbye. Are you going to say bye? I was going to say our Instagram is Poptimus Podcast. I was wrong. Goodbye. Oh, Poptimus Podcast. Whoops. Okay, bye-bye.